0: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: Hello and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles. And let's start with a quick joke What does a Dalmatian say after he's finished lunch? wow that hit the spot kind of cheesy but what's not cheesy are the amazing movies that we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about mia and the white lion little the missing link also cat in the hat season two volume two the best of enemies and breakthrough right now i'm going to be talking to dania de villiers about mia and the white lion dania actually plays mia in the white lion and she was also born in 2003 in cape town south africa At just 10 years old, she began taking acting and singing classes. Also in 2013, she was awarded the Junior Grand Champion Award for Acting at the World Championship of Performing Arts in Hollywood. From 2015 to 2018, she filmed the lead role in Mia and the White Lion, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I saw the film and it was amazing, but for those of you who don't know what it's about, Mia moves to South Africa with her family and bonds with a white lion cub named Charlie. After learning that Charlie's future is in trouble, she runs away. But both Mia and and charlie form an inseparable bond and go on an epic adventure that will leave you on the edge of your seat the entire time so welcome to the show thank you so much i'm so excited to be talking to you today because mia and the white lion is a movie like you've never seen it before but i want to hear it from
2: you what was it like filming this movie Oh, it was unlike any other film, because it took three years in the making, because I really had to build a relationship with a lion in order to capture that on film. So it took a lot of love, hard work, and even more trust um, to make this movie. Uh, Yeah, I, I never thought that I would ever work with lions, but I'm very glad I had the opportunity to.
1: Yeah, I mean, not many people know this, but you actually worked with Real Lions on set. So what was it like to be filming with Real Lions? Were you scared? Were you afraid?
2: Were you actually really excited? I was really excited when I first heard of the project. I was like, oh my goodness, I get to work with Lions. This is really like such a unique opportunity. Um, but I think nervousness, that's definitely part of the process because um, it's still it was a very unknown journey because it was my first first time working with lines. but uh, luckily i had kevin richardson there aka the lion whisperer to help me along the way so what was it like filming each scene i mean did you
1: have to film it multiple times just because of these i mean it must have been hard to do that though because these lines
2: are trained right so how was it like filming with them Well, actually, these lines are not trained. The only way we got them to do stuff was with meat, because they would respond to that. Um, But everything was filmed around lines and what the lines would do. Uh, But Thor, who plays Charlie in the movie, it is as if he read the script, because he did everything we wanted him to do. Uh, But yeah, we had to do it, uh, like, scenes a few times and stuff, but he was such a great actor. Wow,
1: that's great. And what was your favorite part of the film? Like, my favorite part was seeing how... This wasn't really a part of the film. It was like, as time grew on, you really cared for Charlie. And even you started singing to him, which was really cool. Are you a singer? Because, you know, your voice is, like, really, really good. I mean, I was, like, really surprised, like, to see how well you sang for him. Like, it was so exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I love singing. <laughs> wow, that's super cool. Yeah, I mean... If you haven't seen the film, Mia does sing to Charlie like a lot of times. And it's actually quite soothing to even the viewers as well, because who doesn't love singers? So that's super cool. And so how would you say that you're similar to Mia in real life? And how would you be different from her?
2: I think I'm so similar to her because I uh, having the honor to play her for three years, I really got so close to her. Um, I really became Mia because the love that she has for Charlie I developed for Thor so I think in that matter we're like really the same. Um, I think we're both really independent and strong and that's needed for everything that Mia faces Um, but I think in a way that we're different I would say we're we're quite the same, but I, I, I really like suck at soccer.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I saw that scene when you were playing soccer with Charlie, that was so cute. Like, you know, especially like, I'm not good at soccer either, but um, it's, it's super cool to see, like, in this film, it has a lot of variety. Like you took a selfie with the line, you played soccer with him. Like you did so many cool things that, you know, people would want to do. Right. So yeah. that's super cool. And, um, What would you say, I was watching the movie and I thought that this quote was really cool. Your dad actually said it. He said, a wild animal is a wild animal and you can't change that. What do you think about that?
2: Uh, I definitely believe you can't, uh, I mean, a wild animal always stays a wild animal. But I think that doesn't mean that I can't work with him. So I think the relationship that I've developed with him was based on love and trust. But of course, his instincts are always there but i just work around that yeah i completely agree with you especially like the
1: love between an animal and a human is priceless i mean i have a dog named mickey who's like always he can't stay by himself but he's the cutest dog and the bond that even i know it's not the same as a lion but just with a pet like you just have that love that really grows over time and i think that yeah, that's super cool yeah, yeah is. you're listening to kids first coming attractions Today, we're going to be talking about Mia and the White Lion, Little, The Missing Link, Cat in the Hat, Season 2, Volume 2, and The Best of Enemies and Breakthrough. Right now, I'm talking to Dania de Villiers about Mia and the White Lion. So, Dania plays Mia, and she was just telling us about the love and the trust that she builds between Charlie and herself. I mean, it really is remarkable to see that grow in a film, because it makes it so authentic and genuine, and overall, just really great. So since this film was filmed from 2015 to 2018 how would you say that you yourself changed over time and how did that affect your portrayal of Mia
2: um, I think I wouldn't be the person who I am today I think I've developed such a big love for nature even I even you know I've had it before but I think it's grown even more and I think I'm More authoritative in everything I do because, you know, it takes, you know, bravery and quite guts to be working with a lion. Um, But yeah, I think I've learned so much from the lions themselves. There is so much loyalty and respect amongst them. So, uh, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned is about the can hunting industry and the truth to what's really happening with lions, especially in South Africa. And I think that changed me into wanting to create awareness and tell other people about it
1: yeah I agree we really don't know what's going on in our world and I think that especially in the movie I don't want to give away any spoilers but there's a lot of facts about lions and it's just it really brings to your attention what's going on and especially as an actress yourself I'm sure like you must have felt a lot of emotions like when you've seen that you know what they're doing to lions because in this movie like there are killings and there are things that we really don't know about, things that I didn't even know about. So it must have been really an eye opening experience.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't even know what was really happening with Lions uh, when I started working with the Lions. And then Kevin started telling me. So I was just as shocked as Mia was in the movie. And I hope that the audience will be too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie, like, you have to see it. It's.
1: It's got everything in it. It's got family. It's got rebellion. It's got action. It's got like everything that you'd want in a movie. Yeah. So it's it's really great. And there was this one scene where you let all the lions out,
2: and you were when you were um, by yourself. And what was that like? Um, when she was releasing all of the lions. Yeah. Um, that was actually CGI, so I didn't have to release lions. Just like that, because I, I only worked with the lines that I did know and that I had a relationship with, because you can't, like, interact with the lines that <laughs> you don't know. You don't want to do that.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, you don't want to do that, because that's actually really dangerous. But, um, yeah, but that's super cool. Yeah, it was definitely a fun moment to watch, just seeing all of them like that. But um, even though you did work with the ones that you knew, that was still really cool, too. Yeah. So what other films or series have you worked on? And how were those similar or different to me and The White Lion?
2: So I am currently busy with a television series in South Africa. It's Afrikaans, and I've done other films there as well. It's Afrikaans. It's another language. Because I'm Afrikaans. I actually speak Afrikaans. Um, It's it's very different. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think, I mean, I love working with lions, but... um, now I have to work with people. <laughs> but it's it's really different, but fun in both ways. But I think not, nothing tops the experience that I had with the Lions.
1: Yeah, I would never imagine what that would be like. But I can tell you that watching it is very different from probably being in it. But um, I definitely <laughs> felt for you and the Lions and everybody in the movie. I mean, there was just so much like you, well, Mia, in her character, like, she is just so strong. Like you were saying earlier how you're, you're like her. She's so strong. She is so motivated to save the lion, even though her dad, she finds the truth out about her dad. And I think that, you know, being strong as such a young girl, I mean, that's what we need in society nowadays. We need people to be strong, and we need people to have their voice, and that's what this movie has. So I'm so excited for everybody to see it. And um, would you say that there were any funny moments on set that happened that you could tell us about?
2: <laughs> yeah, there were so many. I mean, not just on set, when interacting with the lions as well. Uh, I think a really, oh yeah, yeah, there, there was this one moment. Um, it was one of the most special scenes as well, but really funny as well. Um, I was interacting, uh, we, it was the scene where Thor and I, we were on top of the Land Rover sleeping. And he really fell asleep and I really fell asleep and it was this magical moment. But then he farted in my face and we were still foaming and I had to hold my breath for like <laughs> minutes and seconds so that Oh we my gosh! like that. <laughs> what an experience that is. Wow. Well, thank you for telling us about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so my last question for you is, can viewers expect a Mia and the White Lion too?
2: I think what viewers can can expect uh, after watching the movie, I think what I hope they will expect is that they will fall in love with lions so much that they would ask themselves, how far would they go to protect this? And it's really a heartfelt family film. And I think it's really for all ages and it carries such an important message. And that's something everyone needs to go and watch. You
1: couldn't have said it any better. Well. The release date is April 12, 2019, so that's in about three days. Go check it out in your theater. It really made me happy. It made me cry. It made me everything. I mean, I would bring a bunch of popcorn and tissues with you, but also you will be smiling, too. So thank you so much, Donia, for talking about me and The White Lion. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Cool. It was really great talking to you. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Monkey and Trunk. Meet the Jungle Crew.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America
0: Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry! Our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
4: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Mia and the White Lion, and next we'll be talking with Talia Tran about her roles in Little. Yeah. So, how's it going today? Great. What about you? Pretty great. What movie or performance made you want to be an actress?
5: Well, I started out in music a long time ago. I've always been super into the arts. I've always been super creative. And one day, my vocal coach told me that maybe I should try out an acting lesson to see if that would improve my performance skills. So I just tried out one lesson of acting, and I immediately fell in love. And ever since then... My love for acting has only grown, and I've just loved it, the whole entire journey. Um, you
4: star in the new movie Little in theaters now. Can you talk about your role in this film and your experience
5: working on it? Absolutely. So I play Reyna in the movie Little. Reyna is an outcast. She's part of the Friend Zone, a group of outcasts. And Reyna in particular was became an outsider because she was categorized as unfashionable. And so I think Reyna is a character that a lot of people will be able to resonate with because she she feels like she doesn't belong and all she wants is to belong. And basically the story centers around this mean businesswoman named Jordan who one day wakes up trapped inside the body of her 13-year-old self. And so she's forced to attend school where she meets my character and the other social outcasts. And she kind of, um, my character as well as the other social outcasts remind her of herself at that age and so she tries to help us pretend to be other people because she thinks that will solve our problems but ultimately we learned that it's always best to be true to yourself.
4: Well, what was your favorite moment working on this film?
5: Wow, there were so many great moments with everybody. The casting crew were absolutely amazing. I have to say one of my favorite scenes to film was the dance scene. You can see like a little snippet of it in the trailer, but it was super fun. It took, I think, around three days to film and we first rehearsed it in a dance studio with um, I rehearsed it with the other kids. And when we actually went up on that stage in the auditorium to perform it, the energy was absolutely insane. It was it was so fun. I, I just loved being up there and dancing and celebrating with those was was my family, you know, my little family, and it was just a great experience.
4: Well, that sounds like a really cool time. Yeah. What is your favorite hobby or hobbies outside of acting and singing?
5: Oh. Uh, honestly, outside of acting and singing, I don't have much free time, but i love hanging out with my family and friends always um i love i'm really musical so i love playing piano playing guitar composing music and i just love doing anything where i get to learn and i get to be creative and i get to hang out with people who i who i love so yeah um you are the
4: cook president of your local Project Linus chapter. Can you talk a little bit about what Project Linus does and what what you do as the co-president?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So during my eighth grade year, I, I signed up for this club named Project Linus. I didn't really know what it was about, but they told me that I would get to make blankets for children in need. So I was like, hey, that sounds like a good idea. And so throughout my entire eighth grade year, I got to meet all these people who are so passionate about giving back to their community, We got to make blankets and they would deliver these blankets to children in hospitals and all sorts of children that just needed to feel that love. And it was really an eye-opening experience for me and really inspirational. And so in my ninth grade year, I became the co-president along with um, a friend of mine. And together we planned to, you know, we wanted to give students the opportunity to give back to their community. Students who may not necessarily have prior experience in community service, and just give them that opportunity to to be be a to be a part of that. And it was incredible that the response we were getting from it. We organized the events to to promote the charity and so people could get involved. And the attendance, like nearly, it was it was the growth was exponential. So many more people showed up because. Yeah. I, I think that together, we were able to bring a sense of love, even more love, to the Project Linus community, and it just became a family. And just this semester, I've switched over to homeschooling, which means I can't be co-president of Project Linus anymore, but that experience for me was just so incredible, and I definitely just want to be a part of community service for as long as I can.
4: That sounds like a really amazing experience. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Mia and the White Lion, uh, Missing Link, Cat in the Hat Season 2, Volume 2, The Best of Enemies, and Breakthrough. And right now I'm talking to Talia Tran about her roles in Little. So Mm -hmm. you're starring in an upcoming pilot from NBC called Castle of Dads as Charlotte. Can you talk a little bit about your role in this pilot?
5: Absolutely. So, Council of Dads is a drama pilot for NBC based off of Bruce Feiler's best-selling novel, Council of Dads. And basically, it's about this dad, Scott Perry, who is diagnosed with cancer. And I play Charlotte Perry, his adopted daughter. And it's about how all of us are, how we cope with his tragic diagnosis and how all of the problems of our life are only magnified. the prospect of losing him and it's really emotional but it's also really inspirational and it's just beautiful and powerful and there's so many wonderful messages that go into it and we all poured our hearts and souls into creating the the best project we possibly could and i think that the team that we have behind the project couldn't be any better and i'm just so happy to be part of that
4: what was your favorite moment working on this pilot, and uh, what are you most excited for people to see from it?
5: Oh my goodness, there were so many incredible moments. Uh, I remember during the table read, so we were all sitting around the table, and it was a conference call with a bunch of the executives in L.A., and we were just reading through the script. we there wasn't any blocking, we weren't in costume, it was just us around the table reading our lines for the first episode, and... By the end of it, we were all bawling our eyes out. It was just, the writing was amazing and everybody was, they they perfectly fit their characters and just the way everything came together. That was the first time we could see, wow, this is what we have. We have something that is so, so special right in front of us. And I think that was the moment we all realized how incredible Council of Dads was. And yeah... (laughs)
4: What drew you to both little and um, Council of Dads as projects?
5: I think what really drew me to those projects was that they they not only entertain the audience, but they also promote these positive messages that put hope and positivity out into the world. And I think that's something that the world definitely needs, especially today. We need movies that we need movies and TV shows that matter because, They tell us these messages and they inspire us and they encourage us to live the best possible life that we can. And I think with Little, it encourages people to be themselves, and that is something that is so important. And with Council Dads, it emphasizes the importance of family and love. And these are projects that are so necessary in today's world, and I think that's what really drew me to the projects.
4: What, um, what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned in your acting career so far?
5: I think the most important lesson I've learned being part of this entertainment industry and being an actress is that you just got to keep pushing forward because people will put you down. They will criticize you for just about anything. But you have to know that if you love it, you love it. And if you love it, you've got to go chase your dreams and you've got to follow your heart. And passion is something that nobody can take away from you ever. And so you just have to have the strength and confidence to put yourself out there and just stand up for yourself and to achieve your dreams. Because every single person has the power within themselves to do what they love and to be successful at it. But you've just just got to keep going and you've just got to keep going moving forward and i think that's something that is so important that applies to all the parts of your life and i think that's something that acting has taught me really well
4: what are you most excited for people to see from um little
5: i i think what i'm most excited for people to see is to see all this first of all female empowerment there's so much girl power behind the movie also Marseille martin being a 14 year old executive producer the youngest executive producer in hollywood to know that age is not a limit for you and it's really inspiring and empowering for all of us and i think that's something that the world needs to see right now
4: um well thank you for talking with me today thank you let's take a break i'm benjamin and you're listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by monkey and trunk meet the jungle crew
0: Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the film Little, and next we'll be talking with Ivy, who's from Atlanta and is 13, about Cat in the Hat, Season 2, Volume 2. Welcome to the show, Ivy. Thanks for having me. Sure. So, Cat in the Hat. Who does not love Cat in the Hat? It was one of my favorite children's books. And Cat in the Hat, I always used to wear his hat on Crazy Hat Day. He's, like, the coolest. So, I'd love for you to tell me about Cat in the Hat, Season 2, Volume 2. I would be delighted to. So, tell me, what was it like watching this series?
6: Well, it was really good. Like, it was very educational for younger viewers, and I felt like it put out a good message. And uh, the characters were very creative, as well as the color scheme and the places that they adventured off to were very cool. And it was very creative. So when you say creative, like, what was creative about it? Well, almost everything. Like, okay, so one of my examples is the thingamajigger, which is the thing they ride in to go on adventures. Because Cat at the hat take Sally and Nick on adventures and they use the thingamajigger and it's like a weird contraption that carries you. It's like a flying, like it it turns into anything, which is really cool. And then there's a bunch of different things they also use, such as the the shrink-em-a-bobber. And then, um, yeah, like anything like shrinking or going into water or anything like that. I
1: like those names, shrink a bomber That's, like, really hard to say, but it's really cool. So that's cool that they have this thing that, like, turns into anything and then things going into water. It does sound really creative, so I know what you mean. Now, you said that there were a lot of
6: cool characters, so what was your favorite character? My favorite character would have to be the fish, because he was so funny, and... Throughout the, like, um, episodes, and some of them at the end of it, he would do, like, a trivia question based on that episode. And then you have, like, Nick and Sally, which are the two younger kids. And then the mom that they always have to ask uh, permission to go on the adventures. And, of course, you have this silly cat in a hat, which knows a lot about that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. And you said that there were some trivia questions. Do you happen to remember any? Um, I think there was one about the human body, particularly the ear. But besides that, the movie was, all, I mean, the episodes were also very funny. And there was, r- like, music, r- like, rhyming words to help the kids remember things. That is
1: such a creative tool. Yeah, I remember learning about that even, like, in my 11th grade AP language class. Like, when you talk about rhetoric, you're talking about strategies to help the reader remember or... Um, pay more attention to what you're writing about. And rhyming strategies work. And I think that that's so cool that they're teaching these young kids so early about how to remember things and rhyming. I mean, who doesn't love a good rhyme? I mean, it'll yeah. just, it makes you happy. So I know there were so many episodes, but did you have a favorite scene or a favorite episode out of all the episodes? I know that might be hard to pick one, but did you have any favorites at all? Um, probably my
6: favorite thing was about the animals i loved watching the episodes about the animals because along with the rhyming and the repetition they use to help you remember it i it kind of got stuck in my head as well i, I couldn't really forget it. i kept saying it and like with the animals they teach you a lot about it and they really educate the children and i think that's just really good nowadays because many shows they're not useless but they're just used for entertainment whereas this is entertainment and educational at the same time
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Dora the Explorer is very educational and entertaining at the same Mm -hmm. time, like teaching you Spanish and everything. So um, I completely agree with you. And I think that it does sound very educational. It sounds very fun. I mean, I'm sure I'm 19. I probably would enjoy it too. It's probably suitable for all ages, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's suitable for all ages, like you said, but I I mean, it is more for younger viewers, because like I gave it a three to eight years old of age because I did watch this show when I was younger I don't normally really watch it now because I think it's silly but it's still really good (laughs) yeah yeah so three to eight years old
1: okay that's a good range I would say that that sounds great and when you were watching this series would you say that there was like a part of the series where you're like wow I can really relate to that or some part where you were just
6: on the edge of your seat like what was it like for you OK, so I watched this with my mom and OK, so she was really happy because every time in every episode, Sally and Nick asked their mom for permission, which I think is really good, too, because it also helps the kid with um, being respectful and responsible and knowing to ask their parents for things and making sure they're doing the right thing. And yeah. safety always comes first.
1: Oh, yeah, I I totally get that. Yeah, definitely ask your parents. Safety does come first in every situation. And, yeah, it's cool that you got to watch it with your mom, and she was right there. So, um, yeah, your mom was probably like, oh, yeah, like, that's so relatable. So, yeah. That's super cool. Well,
6: my last question to you is, what would you say is the star rating for the series? I love this series. It was so good and so entertaining and educational. I definitely would give this DVD a 5 out of 5 star rating. And I would do it mostly for younger children, but adults will also enjoy this film, too. Wow, well, it sounds like you're so enthusiastic about it, and it
1: sounds so fun. So thank you so much, Ivy, for talking about Cat in the Hat, Season 2, Volume 2. Also, you never know where you'll end up with the cat in the hat. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Mia and the White Lion, Little, Missing Link, Cat in the Hat season 2 volume 2 The Best of Enemies and Breakthrough Right now we're going to switch over and talk to Benjamin who's from DC and is 12 About The Missing Link Welcome to the show Benjamin Thank you for having me Well you are one of our reporters so you were You are the host so you were already on the show But that's cool too Welcome back again Thank so, you <laughs> sure. So tell me about The Missing Link Like, What was that like watching it? Sure Um, this movie's so much fun um, it strikes a rare balance where
4: it's fun, but also um, has a very heartwarming feel. And what you're seeing on
1: screen, the animation itself is breathtaking. So, what was breathtaking about the animation? Like, do you have a specific aspect of it that was really breathtaking? Sure.
4: Um, so, the studio that made this movie called Laika, they do stop-motion animation, which is basically, like, I don't know. It's sort of like an updated version, a modern version of Claymation. Um, and it's amazing to the point, the heights they've reached without using CGI. Um, and it's hard to believe that, um, you know, if the animation feels very organic, um, and at this point with every movie, the animation keeps getting better and better. So, um, and this movie, it's really colorful, which I also enjoyed.
1: Yeah. I love that about films when it's very colorful. I mean, it really like grabs your attention and, um, Yeah, I mean, it just sounds really fantastic. So, what would you say would be your favorite character? Because I'm sure, like, characters define movies. I mean, the character is, like, everything. And that's what makes the viewers really attracted to the movie. So, who is your favorite? Um, My
4: favorite character is Mr. Link, played by Zach Galifianakis. He's a Sasquatch, um, a big creature with an even bigger heart, who's looking for a family after years of loneliness in the wilderness. Um... And he's just such a lovable character. Um, he's got a very positive, upbeat demeanor to him. Um, and he's uh, there's quite a few fun gags. He takes everything very literally. Um, and he's so easy to root for in uh, everything he's in. Zach Galifianakis did such a great job with this character. Um, and adds just a very warm, um, comedic
1: element to him. Wow, I've never seen a Sasquatch. I definitely have to go look that up on Google Images, but that sounds super cool. But, um, yeah, I love the comedic elements, too, especially, like, in movies, because my favorite types of movies are ones to make you laugh. And especially, like, as reporters, we get to analyze every aspect of the movie, and it makes it so much easier and more fun to analyze when there is so much humor, so... I definitely want to check out Zach Galifianakis and his role in this movie. So what would you say is your favorite scene? Because I think that scenes could have a lot of action. They can be fun. They can be sad. I mean, they've got so much variety. But in this film, it sounds like there's already much variety itself. So what would you say is your favorite scene? Sure. My
4: favorite scene in this film is a a saloon fight that takes place about halfway through Link and adventurer Sir Lionel Frost settle down for the night in a saloon um, and just sort of try to keep it on the down low. You know, um, they're not trying to draw too much attention. And Link, Mr. Link, who's a giant Sasquatch, uh, accidentally starts a bar fight um, and everybody just starts going crazy. I thought it was a very fun action scene. And uh, there's a lot of fun sort of playing with link is so much bigger than everything else around him so like one little tap and you know things start breaking
1: oh yeah that's totally exciting i can can't wait to see that this film like it sounds like it's got something for everybody so i can't wait and tell me like if you could put into a sentence or two why should somebody see this film i mean Like, let's say they're not really that interested, and maybe they don't like Sasquatches, or maybe they're not into Zach Alphanakis. I mean, who knows? Like, why should somebody see this film? It's heartwarming. It's fun. It's a
4: heartwarming, funny adventure um, that is sort of like around the world in 50 days um, if uh, um, a funny Sasquatch was the main character.
1: Well, you sold me. I think that I got to see this film and everybody else took it out too. And my last question for you, Benjamin, is what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film?
4: Um, I'm going to give this uh, film an age rating of 5 to 15 for some scenes of peril. And uh, there are some darker moments in this movie. I'm going to give this 4 out of 5 stars. I highly recommend you see this film.
1: Well, I can't wait to see this film. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about The Missing Link. Thank you for having me on the show. So this film comes out in three days, April 12th. So we definitely have to go check this out because, I mean, what's not to love about The Missing Link? You heard it from Benjamin himself. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Monkey and Trunk Meet the Jungle Crew.
0: Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh! Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
4: Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Mia and the White Lion, Little, Missing Link, Cat in the Hat, Season 2, Volume 2. And next we'll be talking with Nancy about Apollo 11. So how's it going today, Nancy?
7: It's going great. Thank you. So what did you think about uh, the film Apollo 11? What I thought about it, it was amazing. It's very inspirational, educational, especially because there are many Apollos before that that wasn't able to put ma- a man on the moon and it's amazing that I got to see the film first about how they about what sent the first men to the moon and it's amazing because The Apollo 11 did so much and especially then there hasn't been a a lot of activity from space or anything or so um, ever since the Apollo 11. But it's amazing what they were able to achieve when they were making the Apollo 11 to send the first man to the moon. What is this film about? This film is about The Apollo 11 space shuttle that took the first man to the moon safely um, because there were many Apollos before that that were not able to do that because it wasn't the right engineering. It wasn't put together well. So the Apollo 11 was talking about how this space shuttle was the first to get the three men safely to the moon. What did
4: you think about the filmmaking side of Apollo 11 and um, what they did with the black and white footage?
7: It's amazing because as I interviewed the director, he said it was pretty hard to get the real footage that they were able to get since it's a documentary. But it's amazing because it showed you real information, real footage. There's no actors, it's real people. And it just shows you the real side of the story and not act it out because it's real footage that the director was able to get, and it was just so fascinating.
4: What was your exposure to the uh, Apollo 11 uh, moon landing missions before seeing this film, and how did it change because of
7: seeing this film? I honestly, in my perspective, I thought it was just a space shuttle that took the man to the moon. I didn't know there were so many Apollos before the Apollo 11 that failed and failed. But I think when you watch the Apollo 11, you'll honestly get the real perspective of the story. You'll see how much work was put into it, and you'll just think about space more instead of just saying, oh, the first man on the moon was just sent by a rocket ship. That was easy to make. It, it changes your perspective.
4: Why or why not do you think people should see this movie in theaters?
7: I really think people should see this documentary in theaters because it's very educational for those who love space. And those who aren't really into spacecraft or anything, I guarantee this will switch the perspective and see how much work was put into it and how much teamwork and the effort it took to send these men to the moon instead of just thinking that men would have sent to the moon. Because it's amazing how much effort and teamwork it took for these people to send the men to the moon because it's really hard to do that, especially now. It must be easier since we know much more about technology. What
4: lesson did you take away from this film?
7: For me, the lesson I took away is that teamwork is everything. Because without teamwork, the Apollo 11 wouldn't have been able to send the man to the moon. No one, it would have failed again. But what I took out of this film was teamwork is everything when working on a project or anything.
4: You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Mia and the White Lion, Missing Link, Cat in the Hat Season 2, Volume 2. And right now I'll continue my interview with Nancy about Apollo 11. So, Nancy, would you like to see more important historical events translated to the screen in this kind of way and why?
7: I would definitely love to see more of this kind of documentary sent to the screen because it helps you learn more in a real realistic way about spacecraft and everything about that instead of just getting half of the story from a movie. And do you think this film is educational and why? I definitely think this film is educational because... It shows you more information about how much effort it took, how much work it took to complete the Apollo 11, especially because many don't think much of how much work it took.
4: What did you think about the music and uh, general pacing of this movie?
7: The music was very inspirational. It was very old music, but it definitely matched the feeling to it because if you played nowadays music it just wouldn't match and give you the same feeling as the music in this documentary did.
4: What age rating would you
7: give this film? I would give this film an age rating from 10 to 18 including adults.
4: Um and what star rating would you give this film?
7: I will give this film a 5 out of 5 stars because it's just amazing to watch and it will change his perspective about space.
4: What other elements of this film impressed
7: you? Just the way he was able to get all this footage and all the information because he said it took over 50 years in the process of making the Apollo 11 and over 4 years to get the information.
4: Uh, well, thank you for talking with me today.
7: Well, thank you so much for having me.
4: Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section in the Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Monkey and Trunk Meet the Jungle Crew. I'm Benjamin Price. Thanks for listening.